What is up, Rooted fam? It's your girl, Doe, and I am coming at you to introduce something special. Uh, It's been way too long since we dropped any content, and we don't have anything brand new for y'all for our podcast. However, we have been on another podcast recently called The Jigsaw Podcast, and our boy Josh over there asked us about all things dating, marriage, singleness, relationships, what we're looking for in a man, what our preferences are, what we don't like, what we can't wait to have all kinds of things it was such a life-giving conversation and y'all are about to get that right now so check out our episode coming at you with the jigsaw podcast now what's going on good people we are back in the living room and i'm super super excited we have some guests here um my homeboy had to run an errand i'm gonna say it that way so he's not in the living room with us but i'm gonna hold it down brian i'm holding it down as best as i can hold it down (laughs) i'm keeping your seat warm um but i'm so excited to have the women of the rooted life podcast i'm gonna stop talking for a minute and step back and let them introduce themselves so ladies please introduce yourselves Mm -hmm. tell the people who you are Mm. Oh, I guess it's me. Okay. Um, we're the Rooted Life. I'm Dorian and this I'm is Morgan. Morgan. And uh, yeah, we run this podcast together, uh, talk all things faith and relationships. Mm-hmm. And we're just so excited to be here with y'all. Yeah. We are super excited oh, to have you, Morgan. <laughs> about to say I something. also add that we're from Atlanta, which I feel like is relevant yes. because we just talk about Atlanta. Fact. And we love the real Atlanta. The real Atlanta. The real Atlanta. (laughs) Uh, And I think also like we as young black women love talking about Jesus and want help people to see that like living for Jesus is dope. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it. Um, So we just we just love doing this and love our brand and lifestyle brand. And just I don't know. We just love doing this with each other, honestly, because we really are friends. And yeah, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. That is so important to have friendship and partnership because it don't always mix and work out. Nah. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually doesn't. And honestly, we struggled a lot in the beginning, but I think it was because uh, we were growing as individuals. We were trying to figure out how to grow together as like a business, but then we were mm-hmm. also like growing our friendship at the same time. So I think, you know, we saw that we really had to allow God come in to be a part of it, to actually help us be able to navigate all three at the same time, like our personal, professional and friendship growth. For sure. Yeah. Brian's not here, but I think he would agree that we yeah. had some some growing pains and some we were friends, what, 12, 13 years before we started the show together? Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah good history yes. there, but like it's totally <laughs> different when you're working with a friend. Um, but that ain't what we're here to talk about, although that could be a whole conversation. I would love to have that one day, too. Thanks. But uh, we're going to jump into this thing we like to call Culture Code. Yeah. Uh, we ain't testing your blackness, and we will be lying to say that we ain't going to judge you based on some of your oh, answers. Oh, man. Not but judged. We're going to put it out there anyway. Um, So these are like this or that. Most of them are. And you have to choose one. You have to choose one. All right. So there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no opting out here. We're going to do films. We're going to start with films and movies first. Love and basketball or brown sugar. Oh, you already know brown. (laughs) Brown sugar. That's easy. (laughs) Okay. That's easy. No, no, okay. no. That's actually my pick too. She I love brown. brown. That's actually my fave. That's why okay. I looked at her to be like, "What are you gonna know say?" Brown sugar is her fave. Oh, brown sugar you. is a rat, baby. Love ah. is beautiful, but there's something more mature. It's like brown sugar is the elevated version of. Mm-hmm. It's Thank so you. good. Hip hop. Oh, I just oh, love God. the whole the whole thing. I I'm smiling so hard. Yeah, I love it. I have my thing. I have my qualms about love of basketball. You know, it was. Yeah, love story elements, if you will. <laughs> yeah, some unhealthy toxic. Actually, they both both patterns, the movies. Sure. I watched it I recently. Not sure. Relationships they had in there. No, no, no. All <laughs> right. for me, dog. <laughs> we gonna go. We gonna go to the second one. Okay. Coming to America or Boomerang? Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good. I like how you're putting the same actor. You know. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. What do you think? I think personally, I'm going Boomerang. <gasps> I know. And I know that's probably like unpopular I'm opinion, but I loved Boomerang. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved the storyline. I loved the the cast in mm-hmm. Boomerang. Nice like, cast. I mean, Eddie Murphy carried coming to America, but yes. Boomerang, like it just, it was so versatile to me. So that was, that's my pick personally. Yeah. It's coming to America. The cultural <laughs> relevance, the cultural impact. McDowell, no, there's you. so many things you could say one word and everyone knows what you're talking Everybody about. Everybody knows, like, yeah. Coming the characters America. were timeless. It's still funny decades later. Fair. The storyline is hilarious. Still problematic in some ways the way they're depicting African people. But, you know, we'll get to that later. But we'll I give still them think a pass. in terms of like how it impacted <laughs> the culture, black culture, timeless. Okay. No, I, I agree with that. I'm going to go Boomerang only because 
like I think that was one of the first times we saw like all these black creatives in executive mm-hmm. spots. Mm, I like um, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do a, like that. I I'm agree a huge too. fan of Eartha Kid. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's just a thing. Also, you Hallie, know. like I loved Hallie's artsy depiction vibe. in that. Mm-hmm. Like artsy, she was really leaning into like her cultural self. Like yeah. I, I really, that's the most black I ever seen. As honestly, the most. I mean, <laughs> I was actually surprised <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, Hallie, yeah. So anyway, it was good. But I, I like that idea of like seeing black yeah. entrepreneurs meets creatives. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go, we're going to flip it a little bit on this one. You want to go old school versus new school. Okay. All right. So living single, Ooh. my all-time favorite sitcom, by the way, um, or insecure. Don't do that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you at all. I'm not kidding you at all. Oh, I'm stressed. Why would he make us choose that? I, I resist. No. <laughs> Easy for me. Both. <laughs> Both and okay, I'll, I'll give you that on this one. I'll give you that on this one. There would be no insecure without living single. Yeah, no comparison, no comparison. It's timeless, so, it so good. Timeless. The characters, the black friendship. Oh, uh, it's the black romance. It's funny too. Maxine, Regina, <laughs> Maxine, <laughs> Sinclair. You, this the Kyle, bro. Oh, Kyle's Kyle my favorite Dragon. character. He is so. Is he your favorite? He's my least favorite character. No, he's my favorite (laughs) in the sense that, like, I feel like there is some depth to him that you get to see at these little Mm. points. And so Mm. it's like, like, there's this, I don't know if you know the one episode where that jazz club is closing down. Do you remember that Mm -hmm. episode? And he Mm -hmm. was like on stage singing and he was so emotional about it. It, There's, there are moments. He has his moments. Okay. And he really loved Maxine. I hated that. That was like a thing, but anyway. So I'm not picking. since we since we didn't both. choose. Is there a character on Living Single that you resonate with most? Ooh, a character. I can't think of what was Queen Latifah's name in that movie. Khadijah. Khadijah. I say Khadijah. Okay. I was actually gonna say Khadijah. So. Yeah, she was like easygoing, kind of played the middleman in a lot. Like she was mm-hmm. really never about the drama. She wasn't too prissy. Wasn't too snarky. Mm. She's about her business. Doing the news like she was about her business, I feel like in a lot of ways, and was a good friend. Yeah, and she always had really fine men. She did always. She, always she had the most men. fine men on the show. <laughs> Scooter, like, ooh, and the basketball player. She you had some good men. ones. Okay, so Khadijah, I feel like I am most like, but I also okay. feel like I really resonate with Regine. Like Regine is okay. bougie and like so loves bougie. an elevated experience. That is also mm-hmm. very much me as well. So I would feel like. Those two will probably be my pick. And I True. feel like she had one of the best character developments throughout the show, too. She did. She, she did. did. She, she developed true. well. She did. Whereas Max, well. I th- you know, I love Maxine Shaw. Yeah, but she everything was. that she represents. But, you know, she, she you was know. The same. She yeah. was the same. She was a little you know, more of a flat character, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we're going to jump out of movies, and we're going to okay. jump into a question that yeah. will lead us right into this conversation. Okay. Um, I'm just going I'm just going to pop out with this one. <laughs> pop out. All right. <laughs> a romantic road trip or getting flued out. Which would you prefer? I mean, me out, <laughs> I want to be in the car for what? <laughs> well, but here's the thing though. The it's car. the cultural context though. I if if I'm hearing the cultural context, a romantic road trip is like this is a thing. Like we're involved. Mm-hmm. This is Bay, and the concept of flued out is like you're being flown out. You're probably not my girl. You're just not like. If it's a I feel like that's the cultural context of it. But maybe he lives somewhere different from me. He's flying you out. Him. But that's different. That's not getting flued out though. I feel like the concept of flued <laughs> out. Define the, flued uh, out. There's an underlying define tone it. to the concept of flued out. It's typically you coming for a smash. And you're not my girl, but I like you, <laughs> and I will pay for this ticket because I'm expecting something in return. The question, the context is left to the interpreter. Oh my so. gosh! Well, that's how I interpret "flute out." That's how I most often see it used on social. So that's all I'm gonna say. But if you're saying "flute out" in the sense of like it's still your man and he's flying you, then sure, that's different. <laughs> okay, out is flute out. Okay. <laughs> he flew me out. He paid for this ticket for me to fly to a location. The context could be anything. Well, I will be in the romantic road trip because I am just 
Do I'm a romantic. Trips, I don't, but if it's a romantic <laughs> one, it changes the vibe. It's different. So is there a limit? Now, now, now I'm intrigued. Is oh, there God. a limit, like to the amount of time you you are willing to spend on the road? Oh, for sure. Anything yeah. over like five well, hours. I'm. So here's the thing. Yes and no. Okay. Because I don't know. Something about bays makes things better. I've had a 12 hour road trip with a bay, and I had a blast. If I am in a car with I mean, I love Don't you, Mo. I, Morgan's a special case. <laughs> but like, family. if I'm in a car for anything else for more than three hours, I will look up a ticket and fly. I don't really like to be in the car longer than three hours, personally. But things are just different when you all googly-eyed and having a good time. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's so oh, all right, people, if you're listening, you may know by now there are some themes here about love and relationships. And we wanted to have a, a second conversation, our first one of 2022, about relationship and dating, particularly dating in Christian culture. So Brian and I are, you know, professed Christians. We're loud. We love this life that we live. Um, and we're married. So we're out of the game. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we're not navigating the game anymore. Love it. <laughs> we're not navigating the game anymore, but we want to make sure all of our listeners have some tools and resources and perspectives, sure. right? That'll yeah. help them see cultural nuances, especially the nuance um, culturally as it concerns to dating. So what, in terms of black love and culture, let's just define what dating is for you, right? Because if we go back to living single, my girl Regine <laughs> said that dating is nothing more than interviewing life mates. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, Reggie. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what she thing. said. That's so, true. like, for you, how do you define dating? We were just talking about this a little bit on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Mo. I think uh, I think it's hard because growing up, they were like, "You don't date," and I'm like, "Well, how do you get to meet somebody?" Like, mm-hmm. I think it's hard because it's not necessarily in the Bible, so everyone's kind of like mm. creating their own definition. I think for me, I would say dating is like intentionally getting to know someone, collecting data enjoying their company and and considering whether there is a potential to move forward in a more in-depth way. I think before I would have been like, dating has to always lead to marriage, but I think sometimes you have to, some things you don't know until you get in a situation, you're like, oh, actually, I don't like this. I do like this. So I think that dating is a learning opportunity to get to know yourself mm. and know other people, what you desire, and also exploring if there's potential for a real future mm-hmm. and keeping God at the center. I think I got to add Jesus in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A so I think that my definition is more broad than it probably would have been two years ago. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an evaluation process. Like it's an extended Mm -hmm. evaluation process Mm -hmm. and it ends when you determine like, okay, I would like for this to move into the next phase Mm -hmm. of relational experiences. So does that, I know you said we got to, we add Jesus in there for sure. But Mm -hmm. what is like, what is that nuance, that that exact difference in Christian dating? Mm -hmm. I I think it's prioritizing (laughs) what God wants about, what God wants over what you want. Like, I okay. think it's the evaluation process is continually going back to God. <laughs> is this is this in line with your preferred will for my life? Like, does this align with where you're taking me, where you're going me? Does this person align with my belief system? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you're just dating someone, then you have a, a you might have a certain belief system. But our values and our beliefs are rooted in the word of God. So if we don't agree on that, there's really no future. And so I think that makes it different because our that's it. Thank you, God. Our criteria is based on the word of God mm-hmm. and his plan for our lives. That is what mm-hmm. I'm basing where this can go based off of his criteria um, and based off of godly characteristics. I think that what I'm looking for is probably different than someone who's not a believer, just off a of default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's really not anything to add to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I think fast. also so, maybe the no sex part. We didn't really say that. But oh, yeah, the, I guess. I guess the. Which also is interesting, though, because it's like. Yeah, true. Christian is a broad term, which means mm-hmm. what Christians believe can be very broad. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you are practicing celibacy abstinence depending on how you define those terms as well but like if you're deciding that you're going to wait to have sex until you are married to a person then that also is a huge part of the dating process that may be different from um how culture decides to date as well so if we're looking at this from a christian context are we only dating to marry you know as the old people told us you Mm -hmm. cope to marry what you mm-hmm. coat that girl for if you ain't trying to marry, right? If because if I'm just collecting data, that means I could be collecting data on multiple people at the same oh, yeah, time. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We we differ, I think. Go first. Your well, opinion. so I think that yes and no. So it's like, okay. okay. Dating to marry, I think because with dating, it's like there's the process of dating, but then dating can also be used as the term to define I am in an exclusive relationship with this person. And mm-hmm. so I think it depends mm-hmm. on which side you're on there. Right, if you right, are right. in the process of dating, I think that it is okay if you decide that like 
I'm dating multiple people. Like that's not my preference. Like I'm kind of a one person at a time person, but that's because I don't have a lot of time and it's hard for me to balance a lot of things. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to pursue dating, I'm going to pursue one person at a time. But I think it's fine, whatever your preference is there. I think when you get to the stage of deciding to be exclusively committed to someone in that sense, that like, my hope is that you are seeing some signs of, um, there's some clear signs that this could actually lead to something for your future. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have yeah. I think I would have, again, said something different maybe like a year ago, but I feel like there's certain, certain things you only learn in certain settings. Kind of like we're talking about our friendships, right? So sure. y'all, your, your friend's friendship and our friendship, there were certain things we only learned about ourselves because we were put in a certain situation environment to learn those things about ourselves. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like dating is a, is a very specific environment where there's things about you that rise to the surface that yeah. you were not aware of because there's no other setting that brings my daddy issues and my mommy issues and my no, for sure. and my about like it just is a very specific environment that I think can really be a great learning experience. So I think that you still should be mindful and prayerful and I think it still should be healthy and productive. But at the same time, it's like there's just certain things you only learn, mm-hmm. I think in certain situations like we would have there's so many things I learned about myself that I only probably would have learned through running a business with you honestly so I think it's kind of both and (laughs) we're getting back to that it always no for sure and it gets more intricate when you get married and it gets Mm -hmm. like even more like what's the word I want sometimes it's like the things you learn are even petty right Mm -hmm. first year me and my wife argued over like pushing toothpaste from the bottom or the middle tissue over versus under uh. um you know what i'm saying do we do we put the dish on the counter or you know throw it in the sink like all these different types of things it was like yeah i i ain't know you was this annoying until we, <laughs> we, we we moved in together you know what i'm saying we was we was just we was hugged up on the couch and stuff watching tvs and i can i can leave right. later and i uh. know that your your tissue was over like that because i ain't never had to you know i had to do all that when, yeah, I, was, right, when I was sitting right, over right. there um so that's that's absolutely true like being in mm-hmm. certain environments it forces you Right. To learn and to um, to 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 be forced to comprehend some things you might not necessarily want to comprehend Mm -hmm. um, about a person. So let me ask you this from a woman's perspective. When are you ready to be exclusive? Does time determine that or does right the depth or level of relationship determine that? Josh, before I answer that, can I go back to what we were just talking about? For sure. Come on back. Christian community. I think part of it is like not dating in isolation. I think we both made a lot of dating mistakes in the past because we were trying to date off of our own wisdom and strength and insight. But I think bringing in people who are more mature, who are married, who who have wisdom into the process with you, I think also makes a little bit different because I think that mm. people who may not be Christians might be like, girl, what do you think about this in a very nonchalant way? Whereas like we are intentionally seeking out people who we know have been walking this walk out mm-hmm. for a long time or like with our prayer group, help me pray for this. I think the intentionality behind bringing community and wise counsel in can look different mm-hmm. if you have that community. And I think that piece is also very, very valuable because their mm-hmm. opinion is not like, girl, leave him, girl, he's trash. It's like, all right, what's the wise thing to do here? Like what's yeah. the most loving and honorable thing? And I think, again, that's kind of that criteria that could look a little different. Yeah. So yeah. Can you repeat your question? <laughs> yeah, but before that, cause you made me think about something. Um, yeah. if, we, if I can speak to the brothers in terms of that yeah, accountability is yeah. key. Yeah. And have have men around you who's going to hold you accountable and not necessarily just show war, share war stories. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we'll get in this moment of just sharing about mm-hmm. all the things and we get to reminiscing and be like, ooh, and then that could lead to you inspired, mm-hmm. you know, for, mm-hmm. for, for a moment later versus, yes. right, yeah. sharing information in four turns of accountability. So I'm not saying yes. that you can't, yeah. you know, laugh and joke and have fun with your friends. Sure, but I'm also right. saying if you're, if you're dating specifically in a Christian context and you're looking to be abstinent or celibate or, you know, and, and have these specific boundaries, that's a word, we could talk about that a little bit um, later, um, have these boundaries in relationships. I think you definitely need people um, going back to their point of wise counsel who are going to empower you to live that way yeah. um, versus, you know, allow you to be so free, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do need some structure, no, period. Yeah, if you want to sure. grow, I mean, if you do actually want to progress, which, I mean, I think that takes a bit of self-awareness as well to determine, like, do you actually want to be better in this area? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes I think the isolation comes from secretly we're like "Ah, we kind of don't want to get better like Mm -hmm. I want to stay with ever this this person or in this thing and so you kind of end up hiding more um but I think that you know that's just that's a self-talk that you have to have um and then from there being able to take those steps to really grow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. agreed let's before I repeat that question I just want to I want to lean into this because this is good Um, 
Yeah. How, so how, how do you keep yourselves accountable one? Oh, and then how do you build that circle of trust and accountability? <laughs> uh, oh, you in our kitchen. Yeah, they were in our phone calls from earlier this week. We had a phone call this week and I was like, girl, let literally. Me yeah. Girl, I think we talk about it a lot. And I think we got it from KB. Was she the one to talk about the culture of confession? Yes. Like we have a we have a culture of confession in our relationship, mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. like even if it's uncomfortable, I mean it's biblical first of all, but it's also healing because I we talk about a lot. The enemy likes to get us boxed into a corner and our secrets all by ourselves, full of shame. But when you put it out there, it doesn't have as much power over Correct. you anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're not going to struggle with it. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you still don't need deliverance, but it's like it just has less it has less power over you. So for us, it's like we try to cultivate consistently confessing to one another. Mm. And it is very uncomfortable. It's hard. It is so mm-hmm. cringy. I'm sweating even thinking about it. I don't even got nothing to confess at this moment, but even thinking about confessing <laughs> in the future is making me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's like you're putting yourself out there. And I think we cultivated that by building trust with one another mm-hmm. and like being honest with each other over little things. Like yep. the confession was like level 10. Mm-hmm. It's like level one was like, you got on my nerves last night. Can we unpack it? So I don't think you start off in confession, but when you start to cultivate a relationship where you can be honest about what you're feeling and going through, you slowly, I think, build this kind of stamina and you're like developing a muscle. That's probably mm-hmm. why I'm like, mm-hmm. uncomfortable because it's a weak muscle for me because we just yeah. started <laughs> yeah. learning how to do that. So I think it's something you develop. And we have like a prayer group where like every other Thursday, we just all lay it out. Like, mm-hmm. here's what I'm going through. And so I think you got to develop that habit and that muscle over time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, to Dr. Darius, um, in the thing I was listening to this morning, he mm-hmm. talked about how, like, love requires knowledge Ooh. and how, mm-hmm. like, when you love someone, you're learning more about them. You're yeah, observing more about them and you're getting to know them more. And I think part of cultivating like a space for people to feel comfortable to confess or share or be held yeah. accountable mm-hmm. is knowing them. Like yeah. you have to spend time. Like I, I know Morgan really well. I observe her and I know when we haven't talked about something in a while. So I can say, Hey, like this is on my heart. I just want you to know, like you have a safe space here. If you do want to talk about it, you don't have to bully mm-hmm. or force people into anything, but just create a space where they can feel like, okay, if I do need to say something or share something, I know that I will, be received with love and not judgment. Um, and I think that we've even had that conversation before. And like, I think about me monitoring my responses to things like mm-hmm. don't necessarily respond to people. The first thing that you actually may think, but like ask them, okay, how are you feeling right now? Like, mm-hmm. wh- you know, what are our thoughts about this thing mm-hmm. that you have just shared and like, just work through it with them. Um, I think it's, it's really important to be more of a listening ear and like a sounding board than mm-hmm. trying to, um, which is something like feedback that Morgan gave me earlier in our friendship of like, I don't need you to try to like problem solve with me. Sometimes I just need you to like listen. And so I have found that no, that's to be good. successful in our relationship as yeah. well. No, for sure. I love that, that you have this culture of confession. Brian and I don't call it that. Um, we, when we, when we get to that moment, we said we're pulling out the trust tree. And um, and immediately that triggers like, all right, let me let me sit up because I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what's I don't know what's about to come. And then we have, I I have another that. it's three of us in this core friend group. But it's mm-hmm. what's interesting is like all of our friendships and interactions with each other are really different. Mm-hmm. So with our other friend, me and him, he'd be like, all right, Josh, I'm pulling out the box because for him, it's like it goes in the box. We talk about oh. it in the packet. Okay. And it goes back in the box. So like when we so we have these like almost trigger words that let us know, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. This is about to happen. But also understanding when you when we get in the trust tree or you pull out the box, that also means that like I'm not like sometimes I am here to listen because you need that mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to me for advice and counsel, then mm-hmm, right. you know. I'm coming to you as as your authentic right. brother and yeah. I'm going to respect your vulnerability, but I'm also going to, you know, put your foot to the fire um, mm-hmm. so that we can so we can both grow and get better, depending on, you know, right. what I'm saying yeah. who's in that space. Um, so accountability doesn't come with our relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You have to know that person. Um, and I think it's even I think it's even more interesting in terms of romantic relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna throw it to you first. How do you navigate that with your partner? Like not going to a friend about your partner, but well, with know. your partner. <laughs> wait, wait, I don't know if I understand the question. No, no sorry. I'm over here laughing because I'm like, well, how do we know? We've been, single, <laughs> for, single, for, we've been single for like four years. I'm like, I can give you some, what I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds like, I don't wait, know so if I understand the question. So the yeah, question. for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so, partner, like, I don't know. 
So how how would you navigate accountability yeah. and tough questions with your partner? Um, mm. So based on the boundaries that you set up, you know, say so how do how would you navigate those moments? Whether it's you know intense moments of like anger, frustration, or whether it's intense moments of you know emotions and intimacy. Like how do you navigate the boundaries and keeping each other accountable while you're together? Mm. Well, I think I don't know how much we can speak to that, honestly. Because we like to speak from from our experience. So yeah, for sure. We have some experience, but it's kind of limited. Sure. I think it, it depends on how, where you are in the relationship stage. Mm-hmm. If you're married, I feel like no conversations off limits. If we just started dating, I'm not about to pull out all of my deepest, darkest secrets with you. I just don't think that's a wise stewarding of my heart. So mm. I think it depends on where you are relationally, like how much you all have chosen to invest. So I think the timing is really important. Um, I think I think about what we do when we have to have a con- hard conversation. We just kind of tell like we got to have a talk, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we just kind of figure out. And we used to have long text arguments, so I think you got to figure out the setting, the timing, the format. Like, there's mm. a lot of logistical pieces because we realize, like, I think our rule is if it's over a paragraph, it needs to be a phone call. Period. But that took us having a bunch of text arguments, <laughs> right? <laughs> to like, you know, like do okay, this. texting doesn't work for us. Like, we need to and usually face to face if we can Facetime and like see each other. So I think for us, it was kind of figuring out the nuances of kind of the logistical pieces like Mm -hmm. face-to-face works better kind of giving the person a heads up if we can of like hey can we talk about something tomorrow morning um but I that's the only thing I could think of because that's you're my best example Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah same I don't have another one and I think I mean I would pull some of the other things that we have used because my my desire is that my partner would also be my friend so I feel like using Mm -hmm. this friendship as a template if you will is wise and so I think about how too it's like having regular check-ins you know Mm -hmm. like I I would think about that being important with a partner and navigating accountability like if there is regular space on the calendar um, I don't think maybe it was in Sacred Search or one of these relationship books that we've read that kind of talked about like having scheduled time so you know when to Mm -hmm. anticipate it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that like oh our scheduled like time to get into the box or unpack the box or whatever like if you have a rhythm of that thing so that it doesn't feel so hot and sweaty and uncomfortable there may still be some discomfort but um it's like a muscle that you end up getting to stretch and work a little bit more often um and I think too part of it I think about with us is like realizing that like the, the evidence or sign of conflict is not a bad thing. And I think mm-hmm. that's really hard yeah. to to sit with and really internalize because we are taught so often to run from conflict. Like, and I think that's why even when people were, are around us, they're always like, dang, y'all are always so honest, so authentic, so truthful. <laughs> and people always call that out in us. And I think mm-hmm. it's because people are not used to getting so much truth all the time. And so I think when I think about being in a relationship or having a partner, I would want there to be a strong um, amount of truth, a lot a lot of truth that we can just kind of like share at any given time. And can I add one more thing to that? Yeah, for sure. I think also I was thinking like invest before you correct. Um, I think mm. Pastor Rich Wilkinson talked about that, like connect before you correct. But mm-hmm. it's like, how would I correct Dorian? I haven't invested in her. Like mm-hmm. we've all had someone try to give you feedback and it's like, bro, you don't even know me. Like what have you invested to see me succeed? And so I think part of it is like being intentional about investing in that person that you're with, whether it's like sending words of affirmation, like, Hey, I really, you did a really good job this week. Or like, I really appreciate how you did that. Or you put that episode together nicely. Like I am trying to, I am doing my best to pour mm-hmm. into Dorian because I love her. Not because one day I want to correct her, but because I want her to know that she's valuable to me and I honor her. But I think also then there's room to correct when it has to happen between us because we have both been intentional about like, I poured yeah. into you. I've shown mm-hmm. you that I loved you. I have articulated, we have a date night once a month. Like we are making intentional efforts to um, sure. invest in our friendship. So when it is time for correction, it doesn't sink as much because it's on top of so much love. Mm-hmm. It's not in an empty cup where you haven't poured anything into me. Yeah. It's on top of a bunch of love. So the foundation can hold up that correction because the foundation is love and honor. But yeah. if you haven't put anything into it, that that correction is sitting on an empty cup mm-hmm. and it has no firm foundation. And yeah. I think that's yeah. really hard. That's good. No, no, no. That's good. And um, I had a pastor say to me once that it's not you have to you have to build the muscle, but you also have to continue to train that muscle because as soon mm-hmm. as you stop, right, it, it can get weak. And the For way sure. that me and me and my wife have applied that in our lives, like we're reaching mm-hmm. ten years of marriage this September. <gasps> ten years, Josh. A decade. 
Oh my god! Yeah, we 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 y'all we, been we, together. What's that? How old you y'all y'all got? We here? jumped that we jumped that broom uh, early, so we'll both like, be thirty three this year. So we were twenty three. Okay, yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So there'll be ten years of marriage, That's thirteen beautiful. years together. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And congrats. it's been a journey. Like I tell so people, yeah, yeah, people say that it's so beautiful, and it is. It is. Sure, Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the way that... were, those are formative years. Like, formative I mean, years. I, the, I mean, my twenty-three-year-old <laughs> is different from my twenty-five, different from my twenty-seven, which is about to be different from thirty-year-old Dorian. So I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine engaging through that growth process with a life partner. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to hear more about that. Keep going. And kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> we had two of them jokers. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and kids. Wow. So it was, it was, it was a lot of learning and growing. And um, yeah. around year five or six, we found ourselves like in that exact space. We were growing and developing, but not with each other. So we were becoming mm-hmm. these really like independent thinkers, and just like, oh, this is what I think about life. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, but you're not on this path with me. So the way that we began to like retrain that muscle was we didn't find ourselves above that. It wasn't just premarital counseling for us, right? Mm -hmm. It was consistent check-ins, not just with, you know, the, the seasoned church couple, but with a licensed professional who was, who, who was able on, to we'll like, you know that. what I'm saying? Sit us down and give us real tools on top of our individual mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that we can, yeah. you know, we can grow individually because i think that's something some people lose in marriage too there was like you know mm-hmm. you don't lose your individuality um that's as much it. as you are one um so like it was it was all these different tools and resources that we were not ashamed of mm-hmm. um to say and then to also tell our friends too like hey we can't do this right now our homework assignment is a date night right mm-hmm. and it's just being honest like that, that's just what it is so y'all mm-hmm. do y'all thing um and these are the type of things we try to implement with our busy lives with children both of us being very ambitious with our careers and side hustles and all these different types of things yeah. and navigating like these different spaces, knowing that it's not easy, but if you're committed, mm-hmm. that is worth it. So it is mm-hmm. an everyday choice for us and we wake mm-hmm. up everyday choosing. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this, considering all of that, like knowing mm-hmm. all of that stuff yeah. that you know about yourself and how you would navigate accountability and all these things. What is it that you're looking for in a partner, right? To even mm-hmm. get to that space. Dorian wow. in male form. <laughs> the male version of Dorian. Is that an answer, God? <laughs> Take her, make her man. That's oh my for. goodness. Uh, mm. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Go ahead. You seem to have What am thoughts. I looking for? Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who loves God, not talks about God, but like loves him deeply. That's that so different. In the way they live their life, the way they talk <laughs> about him is enough. Yeah. Like the way you t- there is a quote that says that the, what you think about God is the most important thing about you. Yeah, it is. Um, so what that person thinks about God, how they move with God, how they allow God to correct them, how the spirit moves in them. That is what I'm looking for. Like, can you be corrected by the spirit? Can you submit to leadership? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A book I read talked about, um, like, are they already leading in other areas of their lives? Do they already have an accountability group? Are they leading a Bible study? Are they are they showing leadership qualities in other areas of their lives where it's clear that they are working on their leadership abilities? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm somebody who really cares about the community and serving. So, like, do they have a heart for serving? Because we're going to be very incompatible if you don't understand my what I'm willing to sacrifice to serve my community. Like, if, if that's a very high value for me, and so if that person is not doesn't have that same value, it'd be really difficult. For sure, because that's just how I'm going to always live my life is to serve people. Um, so I think having an alignment of values in terms of like our faith and then, you know, how we're viewing serving the community, but also there's little things we talk about. Like, I don't want to live in the suburbs. Like mm-hmm. I, I live a certain mm. kind of life and <laughs> I, I like living in a fun city. Like there's certain things that, that are like, that are, there are more preferences, but there's very strong preferences that mm-hmm. are kind of like specific to how God has wired me. Like I like to travel. I like new experiences. Like I don't know if I could be with someone who's like, let's just like stay home and not go on vacation. Like, I just don't know if that would fit me. So there's some like values, but also like some preferences that I would like. Yeah. But also I think someone who really cares about community and loves like creating community and maintaining community. Cause that's, okay. also something that's really important to me. So yeah, I say uh, connected to Christ, like in a very real way, values community, value serving the community and like wants to enjoy life fully. Mm. And also like integrity character, but I feel like that might already be kind of obvious. 
But Dorian, before you jump in, so, so Morgan, you couldn't you couldn't be with an introvert. Is that what I'm hearing too? No, no. I, no, I'm very. I'm an introvert. I'm very much an introvert than me. Got you. Okay. But, I, but I'm somebody who likes to go experience things. So if we were to live in a city, and I'm like, let's try a new restaurant. They're like, no, let's go to the same restaurant we've been going to for the last five months. Like that would be incompatible with how God created me because I love trying mm-hmm. new things. So if that mm-hmm. person, if they were apprehensive, I could work though. But if they like are very content with doing the same thing every single month all the time, like I'm just not. I don't, I don't do that. Like I try to eat a different restaurant every week, like little things. I'm no, like, let's just sure. try something new. That's just something that mm. I care about. And like when we travel, I want to like, I want to see sites and I want to go places. I want to do like, I'm kind of like a doer mm-hmm. and I'm fine with resting. Cause you ask anybody that knows me, I'd be at home resting Sleep. a lot, but I also <laughs> like to try new things. And I know that's something that's valuable to me. So I'd want to be with somebody who'd be willing to try new things. No, for yeah. sure. No cheddar yeah, bay yeah. biscuits. I hear you. You love those though. Those good. They are good though. But don't take them. You can you can get them and make them. You don't gotta go to Red Lobster to eat them. Very, very good. Okay, Dorian, what are you what are you looking for, ma'am? I mean, the Jesus thing, I'm I'm not gonna get back into that because you like we've covered that piece. Um I think I am looking for a friend. Like I yeah, I am looking for like a homie that I can like come home and like either dump my day or like laugh about this thing on Instagram Mm -hmm. or we just like on the couch watching Insecure, like rewatching Insecure, eating popcorn. Like I'm looking for someone that is like truly a friend to me. Um, And in all the, the, in all the ways that word can be used, but like friendship is a really big core value to me in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that everybody doesn't like have to be friends in their marriage or with their partner. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some marriages can exist and they can be um, more formal and more transactional. And it's like, I'm not saying what's right or what's wrong, but it's like whatever you prefer. But I know for me, like Mm -hmm. I need to feel like you're the homie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the second thing is like, I'm very much a host. And so Mm -hmm. someone who likes to welcome people into their space or who likes Mm. to um, create other spaces for people. So like, I'm typically the friend that's like, hey, y'all, let's go get brunch. Hey, y'all, let's do this Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I'm always bringing people together. And so if there's someone who doesn't really like that vibe, then we probably like wouldn't be great partners together because I'm always going to want to have people over and then they won't be really feeling that vibe. So that won't be fun because I want us to be able to do it together because Mm -hmm. we both love and enjoy it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those are my two biggest things. I feel like the friendship piece and then a person who like loves to host. And I think like maybe like third on that one. um, I mean, I really care about people like I love Mm -hmm pouring Mm -hmm. into people so someone Mm -hmm. who also has that same desire who has a heart for people yeah um and when they see people hurting they have compassion on that and try Mm -hmm. to think about ways to be able to fill those gaps in whatever way um i am a little bit like though i do like to spend money (laughs) so someone who like doesn't (laughs) mind spending money is probably like a good thing but also when it comes to like spending money on other people like i don't really hold back there like I mm-hmm. I will spend money on gifts and like if it's your birthday or you had a promotion or whatever and mm-hmm. so like someone who is comfortable giving to other people in that way mm-hmm. um, I think would be really important to me as well so those are probably those are great mm, I take off things, no, these but... are so good because, you know, yeah for sure <laughs> uh, someone who's committed to growth like for mm-hmm. real for like, sure yeah. and I think you meet people who are like yeah I want to grow but they don't want to do any work they don't want to go to therapy they don't want to have self we're kind of going to get into that later but self-care habits like they don't actually want to do the work it takes to be who God mm-hmm. has called them to be they don't want to yeah. have the hard conversations it's like a lot of people li- live a very mediocre life not because they're mediocre but because they don't want to do the work it requires to be who God has called them to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm in a place in my life I'm like whatever God got to break off of me to be who I'm called to be I'm committed so I got to go back to therapy literally back in therapy for like the third time then all right God like if I need yeah. to submit and do this and be corrected like I'm very committed to being who God has called me to be and I'm willing to do anything. Let me be careful mm-hmm. for he called me to do something next week. Like, are you said anything? <laughs> right. You know what I meant on the podcast, Holy Spirit was like, come on, girl. <laughs> stuff. But I could not be with somebody and I have been in a, in a relationship with somebody who just wasn't willing to do the work because they thought they had it all together. They didn't have the community mm. necessary to be like, God is still working on me mm. and I'm willing to partner with him in that healing journey. But I want somebody who's willing to do the work, kind of like what you're talking about with your wife individually so we can do the work collectively. But if people for don't sure. do it as individuals, you can't do it. One person can't do all the healing for both the people. You both got to be committed. So that's a really big priority for me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so good. One thing I've learned in this um in my marriage, and I tell I've told two of my friends who are embarking on that journey now, mm. is that you have to be committed to understanding that the woman you're marrying today will not be the same woman that you that's have really in 10 good. to 20 years. Really I said, important. and the woman you have today is also not the woman that you knew a couple of years ago. Right. I said, that's because it. as as you two develop individually and as you two develop as a couple. If nothing else changes, the expectations of each other will continually to will continually change. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be different as friends. It's going to be different mm-hmm. as girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different as um, fiancés because mm-hmm. that wedding planning is a whole, it's going to test how much you really love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get married, it's con- it's just continual growth because mm-hmm. that newlywed stage and then when you enter, you decide to be parents, like all of that, like, yeah. well, me and my wife got married with a kid. So, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was in the wedding. So that was a dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then when we added Jaden, our second son, like it mm-hmm. just it just shifted. Like our priorities um began to morph it started to focus on them and we started growing, using that word again, the muscle of parents mm-hmm. and started neglecting the muscles of spouse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so wow. and that's yeah. where and that's where we had to step into some things like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got mm-hmm. into this thing, not just to have children. I love them, right. but yeah. they're going to go away but, and develop yeah. their own lives. And right. I don't want to be sitting Care on this much. couch with you. Like, mm-hmm. girl, who are you um, right. at some point? So like being committed to understanding that if we don't grow, we will not last. Mm-hmm. And not boxing a partner in to the version that you met them. I Ooh. think it's critically important um, to have you move on. Um, that's really good, Josh. Oh, well, yeah. I do, you know, oh, with, with 10 years comes some true. things. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> I feel like that really that's hits really me good. because you don't really get taught to consider that perspective. Like mm-hmm. you get taught to choose a person right here, yes. right now, current, present form. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, our friendship has taught us that, like yeah. how much we evolve and, and how much you have to be committed to whatever version you get with the person. If you say mm-hmm. that you really love them. And I mean, by the time you jump into marriage, you better. And it's like, that means like, this is what I'm signing up for. Whatever version yeah. you mm-hmm. present to me, I'm signing up to work through and to love that version. Um, and that's a lot. Whew. That's, that that's is, a whole lot. That's really big. Sobering. That is, wow. That was sobering <laughs> in a very <laughs> good way. That Love is that. that is it is a lot. Let me ask you this, because this this podcast is Fubu. It's for us by us. <laughs> Love it. So I'm, so I'm just gonna ask, is yeah. all that you explain, is that wrapped up in blackness or are you open? Look here. I, I had this conversation recently. I don't even have to think about it. It's wrapped up in blackness. Um, okay. unless I mean the good Lord would need to put it on a billboard for me that mm-hmm. some other type was going to be for me. But I think for me, like my blackness is such a huge part of my identity. Obviously, yeah. the leading part of my identity is as a believer. And right under that, like blackness and being a woman, they, they like head to head, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it would be really difficult, I believe, for me to see how such a huge part of my identity mm-hmm. is not felt and and deeply experienced by mm-hmm. somebody I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Like there, yeah. we can look at each other and don't have to say nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's just, just there are certain, there's a level of intimacy and depth in sharing that blackness. Yeah. There truly is. So I couldn't see it. Obviously you can't never say never because the Lord do what he want to do. But when I see myself mm-hmm. and my partner, I see a black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. I can't at the this same. point. I, I don't feel like I, can, I don't. I, I'm that's why I was careful early about my preferences and what like my what are non negotiables <laughs> and what are preferences. Yeah, being black is not a non negotiable, but it is right. a number one priority. It's a preference for yes. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that sometimes we kind of have these like expectations that are very limited, and we don't want to allow God to move outside of those very limited expectations. So I'm open to how God wants to move. However, sure. my preference, and I've been very clear with the Holy Spirit about what I'm looking for is a, I see my babies, they black babies. Like I want mm-hmm. black, black on black <laughs> on black. But at the same time, I'm not going to limit how God wants to move because I don't know what he wants to do with my life. So yeah. I'm open to it, but that would be sure. my very, sure. very, very strong preference. Holy spirit. Just want to put that back out there. She's me. just putting that there. Black Jesus. You hear yeah, us. You hear one, that more <laughs> <laughs> one more time. <laughs> All right. I'm going uh, I'm to wrap up this part of the conversation because I got some more yeah. cultural questions I want to ask because I am. Yeah. Y'all, y'all intrigued me a lot in, the, in yeah. that part. Um, 
women shooting their shot is a thing. Oh, right? yeah. It's been talked about a lot recently. Yes, 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 um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, and it bucks up against some of the stuff we've been taught traditionally in church. Sure. As a man, mm-hmm. find, you know, all these different types of things. Yes. And because co- and dating is a cultural thing, not necessarily a faith thing, because it's not a, we don't we don't have context. We didn't yeah. see how Mary and Joseph we all we know that she was betrothed. And right. all the things, right? We don't, we don't know. We don't have any other context prior to, right. you know, prior right. to that story. So as we navigate dating based on biblical principles, being a good person, uh, following out the tenets of the Bible, how how do you shoot your shot, or do you even believe in shooting your shot as a woman? Um, mm-hmm. And if not, you know, how do you want somebody to shoot your shot at you? Mm-hmm. We talked about <laughs> this shot. We shoot our shots. I okay. mean, we shoot shots all the time. Okay. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Okay. It's so funny because my, my dad and I, we we do not see eye to eye on this. My dad is old school mm. Christian and he is very like, you need to just sit in the closet and wait and he's going to come find you. And I'm like, okay, like, wait. No, I'm going to get in my house. No. So, I believe that I think that it is okay to demonstrate interest. Where I think that the woman, in my opinion, can then like take a step back is in the pursuit. I feel mm-hmm. like I can show up and say, hey, Ooh, I like that. I see you. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. you. I am open if you are interested in mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Now, after I do that, after I shoot the shot, if it goes through, like you need to come get the, the rebound. I'm not mm-hmm. going to run up and then pass <laughs> you the ball Thank and you. then give you the plays. Like, no, if you want to win the game, you got to show up after that. So oh. I believe that like the pursuit should be clear mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the thing is like, if I also pursue you, I'll be pursuing you for the Forever. rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. Like I need you to show up to let me know that like you're in pursuit of me. And then like from there we can see like if this is going to go somewhere. Yeah. Agreed. I shoot my shot all the time. I think my newest <laughs> thing is shooting shots on Instagram has been kind of weird. I want to say okay. like slide in someone's you DM, in the DMs? Not, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not that but I might I respond to a DM. story like mm. oh, that's yeah 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 that's, that's my that's version. my way of shooting a shot uh, it's a very light response yeah particularly to something funny like oh yeah that traffic be crazy like, yeah that's my kind of like I'm cracking the door now they want to open the door great but it's also interesting because a lot of times they're just like yeah that was funny and I'm like I was just about to say that are they picking up on the cue though? not always not always <laughs> not often not always but if they were but if they were interested they would try I feel like if they were interested sure. they whatever they would try. Mm-hmm. So I agree with everything Dorian said. And I think that's something that we learned recently is like, even though I want the man to pursue me, I also want to continue pursuing him. Like I'm, I may not initiate the pursuit, but I also want him to feel valuable. I want him sure. to know that I'm into him. I yes. want him to know that like, I like him, you know, and I don't want him to do all the chasing where he has to play a lot of guessing games and I'm playing this real elusive, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't like that this either. coy, like you got to chase me. I think that's unhealthy. I think that's toxic and not sustainable, but like, you know, maybe I plan a date every now and then. For or sure. I give him a birthday gift. Or like, Absolutely. I want him to also feel like, man, I'm getting, like, she wants me as much as I want her. Yeah. I don't want him to feel like he has to do, I want him to initiate, but I don't think he should be doing all of the work all the time. <laughs> I think that's very one-sided and that's unfair to him. Like, I want him to know that he's valuable and that I see that. So our friends, we have, <laughs> who told us that? Our friends uh, over at Project 330. So we have that? some friends who have a podcast. I don't know if they told us that, but I'm thinking like about, it's mm-hmm. like four Christian male friends. And we had a conversation one time and they were oh, like, yes. they yes, were like, we talked about how women be like Burke and me, you know, <laughs> like, you know, in the pursuit mm-hmm. of me. And they were like, PS5 me. Like, <laughs> and ever since they said that, I it has just like that. resonated in my head. It PS5. makes me laugh, but it is true. Like, and I think that, you know, if you do what at least I have seen is like when you give to people, it makes them want to give to you. So it's like mm-hmm. and you don't do that out of a like, all right, let me show him that I'm interested right. so I can get right. what I want. That's right. not the motivating no, no, factor. No. But it's like it does end up working well in the relationship, the friendship, the romantic relationship. It's like I serve you, you serve me, you know, and it's like we both end up being fulfilled in this thing when we are clearly demonstrating that we're invested in the same way. Yeah. That is so good. Brothers, yeah. I'm just going, I'm going to break all the code. We want to be wanted. 
We want to. I, I, listen, I told my wife sometimes, I want to be the little spoon. You come up mm-hmm. behind me, listen, and just let me lay there. I just sometimes I need I that. that. I need that. Of course. Uh, and it, that, that's so that. good. That's yeah. so good because as you continue to grow with your partner, like you understand these things. Like I do some journalistic work on the side and I wrote this pretty big piece and my wife came home like with a balloon and some sour patch. I love candy. I sour patch that. kids. You just did and, that piece. Yeah. 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 So like sour patch kids may be small, but at is oh. like, girl, you thought about me. Like, you know, oh. you went out of your way to go to the <laughs> yeah. dollar store and spend two little dollars to show me appreciation. <laughs> yeah. And nice. like it, it went like a long way, you know what I'm saying, in terms of, you know, how she supports me mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding, like, even though this is a passion, like it also brings in extra income. So, you know, mm-hmm. how, you know, how, how, you know, we're providing for the family and all these yeah. different types of things. So that is so good because a lot of men will sit in silence yeah. and resent their partners because wow. they don't feel wanted. Yeah, uh, because they feel like they're too masculine to allow themselves to be that vulnerable, mm. right. and that is a trick of the enemy, in mm-hmm. my yeah. opinion, because it causes resentment and unnecessary okay. tension yeah. in yep. relationships. Mm-hmm. You just say, "Babe, I want to be wanted to," and explain yeah. to her the what ways in which like. you mm-hmm. want to be wanted. So, if yeah. it's, it's not, I work out a lot. So, my wife is like, "You don't never really say what you want." I'm like, "You can always give me more Nike shorts." hats mm-hmm. <laughs> dry fit tees it's mm-hmm. gonna like i sweat through that stuff so the more you buy the better you know what i'm saying yeah. so just understanding yeah. taking like taking notes mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that woman is somewhere she says she like this i'm like bet picture yeah she's like you'll never ask me what i want i'm like because you point out a lot of things so there's there's, <laughs> a, there's, there's a list here of things right. that, I, that i can do for you um yeah Oh, that almost led into a whole nother conversation. Wait, I want to do that. One more, one more little thing there that I think also sure. as women, we are more socialized. A lot of us are more socialized to share our emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I think it's also in a lot of ways up to us to help create a space where men feel safe enough to exactly. share that. Yeah. And when they do yeah. share responding in a loving way, not in a critical, not in a way where you're going to use mm-hmm. it later, but like, I feel like in a lot of my male friendships, I have to show them how to share their feelings absolutely, and mm-hmm. be a safe space for them. Like we talk about it, like Dorian's a safe space for me to land. And mm-hmm. I want I want to be a safe space for my man to land. So when he is sharing with me things that hurt him, like not holding that against him mm-hmm. and, and help him see that him sharing is actually attractive one, but also as a, a sign of strength, the vulnerability is a sign of strength, not for a sure. sign of weakness. But I think also sometimes when we don't always respond the right way, cause we're kind of shocked, like, Oh, he's he over here being honest. I don't even really know how mm-hmm. to like respond, but I think we have to just be mindful that we're responding in a way that cultivates and, and it wants, um, cultivates a, a culture of confession but also helps the man feel safe enough to keep sharing mm-hmm. what he's interested in what because a lot of things it feels like that men feel risky to share for women it's like i share that every day like that ain't, literally i mm-hmm. not thought twice about it but they're mm-hmm. but you all aren't mm-hmm. socialized to share especially black men you're not socialized to be soft or you know like mm-hmm. there's such this toxic masculinity where black men aren't taught that they can they can cry that they can be sad that they mm-hmm. can share their desires and that somebody wants to hear that and wants to honor them even more because of it Yeah, I think even about that with like truthfulness, I Mm. think about how oftentimes, sometimes with black men, I think toward women, how Mm -hmm. it feels hard for them to be honest and truthful, you know, because oftentimes I think some of that is in our response. Like Mm. we respond and we feel rejected or hurt or disappointed Mm. or make them feel bad about having given an honest truth. And so I think even in the response to truth of being like, huh, okay. Like that hurt to hear, but I appreciate you for sharing that. Or Mm -hmm. like the, I think that the um, environment that you create around hard truths also Mm -hmm. will allow y'all to both show up in a way that whether he's sharing something like vulnerable about how he wants to be loved or treated Mm -hmm. or seen or Mm -hmm. being like, babe, I, it kind of hurt my feelings when you made that crack the other day or whatever Mm -hmm. the thing might be. And that's being able to not take everything personal. Right. Cause if you break down and cry and make it all about you, he ain't gonna want to share. That's with anybody. Like imagine somebody who you get feedback to and every time you do, they make you you cry. You say, I never do this. And you, it's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not even about (laughs) to share with you. So that's in any relationship, but I think that's That's a really, really, really good point. Oh, for sure. All right, this is good. Um, this this has been so 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 good. Um, and I don't want to cut it off, but I I have to. We have to. Um, so what are some of the things that the ladies of the rooted life are doing for self care this week, in the past, in the future? What, what y'all up to? That's my thing. Are you? Yeah. You ready? Yeah, you know I'm ready. I stay ready. Oh, so. Go ahead. <laughs> I have mine. Okay. Uh, my latest thing this season is taking a real Sabbath, which I've been telling everybody about. Because I said mm-hmm. I took a Sabbath, but I would still go grocery shopping 
I will still clean my house. Sabbath means I do nothing considered work. Mm, mm. Um, I know there's in, in Israel, they have their lights on a timer. They won't even turn a light switch on. I'm not that far, but like I won't take, I need to take off my trash, but I didn't take it out all yesterday. I'm like, dang, I should have took my trash out on Thursday because my Sabbath <laughs> on, on Friday. So I do nothing that's considered work, only things that are bringing me joy. So I don't even, I don't get on social media because so it doesn't really bring me joy consistently. Like mm-hmm. I literally structure my day of what's going to bring me the most joy today. And because I'm single, it's like, I can go to a museum. I can go out to eat. Like, there's a lot of things for me. So the biggest thing, like, I journal. I'm in therapy. I spend quiet time with God. I work out. I eat. Like, I I do those things. But for me, this season, it's like giving myself a real day of rest of, like, Morgan, what brings you joy today? And I want Mm -hmm. you to spend the next eight hours doing everything that brings you joy. Mm -hmm. So I spend on Fridays. That's what I wake up. I'm like, okay, what's going to make me happy today? And that's what I do. So that's my latest mental hygiene and i've seen a big difference in my life mm, I, have, so I was her. real tired <laughs> facts um my new self-care is canceling plans when Ooh, i just don't have i don't it. have it that's like for that and i would like not do that in the past but now mm-hmm. i'm like i'm actually not in a good place and doing this though i love this person like i talked about i love to cultivate relationships i'm a people mm-hmm. person so mm-hmm. I always got a dinner, a ketchup, a brunch, a this, a call on the calendar. And sometimes I just have to be like, girl, text friend. Look, I had a really long day. I actually have not had a night just to myself to Mm -hmm. be with my thoughts and to just like do nothing. So like, Mm -hmm. can we reschedule? And I like will make some time. But my newest self-care is just like being by giving my t- myself time to be with myself mm-hmm. um, so like yesterday I had a very long Friday like I worked until like 6 p.m yesterday from mm-hmm. like 9 a.m on a Friday which is not I just don't do that and so <laughs> literally after work I was like you know what we had like a combination of plans with friends but then Morgan wanted to do something else and I was like well I wanted to do something with all of us if we not all gonna come together then like I'm gonna tap out and I ended up going to the beauty supply store and listening <laughs> to some music and coloring my hair and watching Love is Blind. And I just had a nice evening mm-hmm. to myself. And I felt much more refreshed and restored today to go mm-hmm. into my weekend because I didn't stretch myself to be more extroverted last night. So, mm-hmm. look, I mean, cancel them plans. <laughs> Can I just add one thing, too? I think that yeah. self-care, yeah. we think it's going to be the easy thing, but sometimes self-care is the harder thing to do. Yeah, that's good. Yes. You think it's going to be convenient? Like, last night we had plans, but I felt like God wanted me to go to worship night. And I'm like, I don't want to drive 45 minutes. But <laughs> that was what I felt like I needed. And God knew what I needed. So I think sometimes we think that mental hygiene or self-care, whatever you want to call it, is going to be the easier and fun thing. But sometimes it requires a lot of sacrifice. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it, but it ended up being the mm-hmm. thing I needed. And maybe yeah. that, wasn't your, that wasn't hanging out at home wasn't your priority Correct. necessarily, but it was what you needed. Right. So I think was. we have to learn to prioritize what we need over what we want. I'm going to add one thing to that. Add it, baby. <clears throat> Wait, this ain't my podcast. You know, I can't say that. No, add it. Add it. <laughs> this ain't mine. What am I doing? You at home. You in the living room. You at home. You add it. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to add is something Dr. Darius says. Soul yeah, care is self-care. Come on, Dr. And so D. I think that builds mm-hmm. on what Mo was saying. Like yes, some, A lot of times I think that culture's way is like self-care. Go spend some money on yourself. Mm. Go get a massage. Get yeah. your nails mm-hmm. done. Like you know, burn some sage, whatever (laughs) self-care can look like (laughs) culturally. But I think that soul care is actually some of the best self-care you can give yourself. So it's like, what does your soul actually need? Like, do you Mm. need to actually spend some time in your prayer closet? Do you need to like find a verse that you need to be meditating on? Like, do you need to be journaling out some and processing some feelings with yourself. Sure. So I don't think that it always needs to be these external things, though. Very I did true. love like watching Netflix and color my hair and all those things. But it's like sometimes also taking the the inventory of the heart to say, yes. OK, like, mm-hmm. what does my heart really need? Because yes. those things like feel good for a moment. But what actually allows you to feel good and sustains you to continue to do the work God wants you to do is when you feed your soul. Yes. That's my best friend. That is so, so good. Um, Oh, man, this has been good. So before we close out, um, tell the people how they can find you and connect with you and some things that you ladies have going on. Yeah, you want to do connect and I can tell them what's going on? Yeah. Uh, Y'all can connect with us at Rooted Life Podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, if you have any podcast platform, you can go type in The Rooted Life and you'll find us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, all the things. And you can go check out our podcast. Um, We have some new episodes coming up if you want to talk about those. Yeah, so we (laughs) dropped... 
uh, our second Devo on the YouVersion Bible app, which is yeah. a huge blessing. And yeah, we're releasing on. some podcast episodes around that content to kind of go deeper, share like the real, real that we weren't able to really share on the Bible app. Yeah. So we got some Devo, <laughs> we got the Devo that came out. We have some podcast episodes coming out and just have some really great plans this summer to just keep moving with it. But yeah. we, would love, we love connecting with people. We love connecting with people in our DMs. So we'd love to, to hear from y'all. And thank you, Josh, for, for having us and for the thoughtful questions. This is really, really a this pleasure. This was great. And very life-giving to us. So thank you so much. Yes. No, thank you again, ladies, for coming. Uh, we'll, we can't wait to have y'all back. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's all we got for y'all today, Rooted Fam. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, If you want to look out for some new content from us, we have a new season coming this summer. It's going to be releasing in early July. So be on the lookout for a new season from the Rooted Life Podcast. Also, be sure to keep up with us at Rooted Life Podcast on Instagram. DM us, let us know that you love this episode and don't forget to share it with a friend. Also, we have a new episode coming in May. Mo and I are both celebrating spring birthdays. So we'll be bringing some content to y'all as we are sharing what we're learning in our 30s. We can't wait to see y'all soon. Can't wait to connect with y'all. Appreciate the support as always. Stay rooted.